University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. Rural Appalachia is home to an underserved population with limited access to medical care, and cancer deaths in this region have gone from being the lowest in the U.S. to the highest. My guest today is Dr. Aaron Yao. He's an assistant professor in public health science at the University of Virginia School of Medicine. Welcome to the show, Dr. Yao. What does your research tell us about the prevalence of cancer death in Appalachia? So just like the introduction, you know, it was the lowest death rates in the country. Now it's the highest, and uh, cancer death rates start to decline uh, in the early 90s all over the country, but much, much slower in uh, rural Appalachia, unfortunately. And also, it's not just about mortality rates. When we look at the incidence, we look at stage diagnosis, we look at their survivorship care, we just, you know, found distracting, very disturbing results that they actually have disparities across the continuum of cancer care from, you know, the instance, early diagnosis to survivorship all the way to mortality. And before we talk about the disparities and some of your theories on the reasons for those, what types of cancer have the highest death rate in the area? What are we talking about? Uh, we include all cancer um, sites, but uh, for rural Appalachia, you can imagine lung cancer death rates are really high and uh, colorectal cancer. So then the disparities, why, in your opinion and your research, based on your research, do you think this is happening? Do they have limited access to medical care? Are there just not areas around them or within driving distance? Explain some of these disparities. Sure. I think it's uh, a multifaceted. So uh, first of all, a lot of the incidence disparities is actually due to life, lifestyle factors. You can think of the high obesity rates in rural Appalachia and uh, um, high smoking rates, um, you know, not much exercise, these kind of things going on. And uh, there might be also some environmental risk factors, too, because coal mining uh, going on for many, many decades. Um, some of the water or soil were polluted. Uh, so that's for the incidence part. When we talk about the healthcare access, that's about, um, you know, treatment. Of course, uh, they live really far away from a lot of, uh, you know, comprehensive cancer centers. So they don't get as much screening as other people do. And also when they get cancer, they don't get the same uh, quality of cancer treatments or new treatments. So do you think they have an inadequate awareness of the screening or just not the ability to get to a screening? Um, I think uh, it depends which cancer we can talk about. I think for breast cancer, um, a lot of patient advocate groups have done a lot of great work. So I think people are pretty aware of, uh, you know, breast cancer risks and the benefits of screening. But for colorectal cancer screening or lung cancer screening, that's more um, uh, complicated than breast cancer screening. So for like lung cancer screening, it just gets get going. So we probably need to do more health education to raise people's awareness of lung cancer screening. And um, But um, when I say that the 
It also, the uh, access issue in uh, in the mountains, in the rural Appalachia, there are just not many uh, screening facilities there. Uh, actually, at UVA, we actually have a, a mammogram uh, bus, so they actually drive into um, rural Appalachia to help people get a screening. But for uh, lung cancer screening, it's, it's more uh, complicated than uh, just a mammography. So when I look at the data of Virginia, I actually found out that uh, um, the region with the highest smoking rates, at uh, the same time, they don't have any um, lung cancer screening facilities. They don't have any, literally. And that is really amazing information. And what about preventative services and education? Do you see a disparity there in maybe what the schools are teaching about the dangers of smoking or about any of these awareness initiatives that are going on? Yeah, that gets to a, a different area, too. It's like very much about public health, how we can work together with local government to do the tobacco control. So it's lot, lots of historical reasons, I guess. You know, in rural Appalachia, they used to grow their uh, tobacco that's Tobacco and uh, coal mining were their major industry for many decades, and now um, the tobacco control was, per, you know, pretty successful in other places of the country, but not really in the historical region. Who, you know, they grow their own tobacco, you know. So um, it's uh, and not, there are not, you know, many smoking cessation programs in uh, that area. Um, the best they can get is just an 800 number you can call a quit line. But uh, there's no sophisticated uh, intervention programs to uh, help people to quit. And uh, at UVA, we have a team that are trying to do a pilot project in uh, southwest Virginia to help people to quit. And for uh, the school education, uh, I don't know, because I haven't done much research about that. I don't know if uh, they, they haven't done enough at uh, you know elementary or middle school. Uh, I just don't have the information. And do you think that there's, and again, in your opinion, an interesting effect of education versus income in these awareness of the dangers of these various things and, and cancer awareness and screenings? And then after that, what do you think can be done? What would you like to see done about these health disparities in the area? Um, that's a great question. I got um, this, this question <laughs> very often. So, um, I think the economy should be the first thing we need to address there. So uh, a lot of the health disparities you see or social disparities um, you find there, um, I think is rooted in their uh, economy. And like I just talked, and uh, they uh, were very dependent on coal mining and the tobacco growing. And this kind of economic pattern is just it's not sustainable in the globalized world. And uh, uh, we're moving from coal uh, as the uh, as energy source, and also we're doing a lot of tobacco control in the world. So um, for that area, we really need to improve their economy. When you think about the uh, social issues or healthcare issues, you, you think about their poverty and the employment rate. You will find why, because it's just a lot of people, they don't find a job, and the economy is really bad. And uh, it cannot support a lot of social functions or healthcare resources. 
And uh, um, I think the the policymakers, um, uh, the local government, should do something to improve their local economy. Um, and uh, I think uh, we, in a globalized world, they should look for maybe some international investment too, not just from uh, local manufacturing uh, jobs, but. Uh, maybe there are some, uh, you know, foreign companies that are willing to to do some uh, factory manufacturing jobs in uh, rural Appalachia to, um, you know, uh, they are aiming for the U.S. as a market. It's a huge market. So um, I think in a globalized world, we should take advantage of uh, um, a lot of opportunities coming from other countries. I would like to add that uh, in order to solve all these problems, the healthcare disparities or social issues, I think the local residents or other U.S. citizens, uh, you know, care about rural Appalachia, the low-income uh, people in the mountains. You should take uh, uh, your phone call and try to call your elected officials to do something, to do something to improve the economy, so we can improve other things. That's, I think, my uh, best suggestion. That's a great call to action. Thank you so much, Dr. Yao, for being with us today. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio, and for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.